Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And out in the night out, you're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH, Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews for professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... just great to be here Renee I'm just I'm just te- I'm just telling you right now Drake Lee live right now Russell Talk podcast the ratings have never been better I can't hear you on the phone right now I don't know what you got going on in the technical booth so we're gonna have to work on the fly here
Iya. I really cannot hear you. I mean, you know me. I, listen, Renee, I know we've had a bad, you know, couple of last times on the show, and, and I'm not going to uh, apologize for that behavior because, you know, some of it was incited, but I'm not pulling your leg on this one. Well, Drake, let's go ahead and try that again, brother. Can you hear me right now loud and clear? I need to verify that you can hear me. I can hear you now. Excellent. All right. I really thought you were pulling my leg, and I was warned by the folks in our media department that I should be on the lookout because you were not happy about our last exchange. So are you telling me no. that there were legitimately technical issues because I tend to not want to believe you, Drake Lee? You know what, Renee? I mean, listen. Right now, I just want to get past, you know, the problems with you and I because unlike you, I am looking forward okay. to this show, Okay. And I am ready to get to our guests. I'm ready to get to our get to our you know our rubric here. And I, I'm a team player right now. I mean, I, I mean, you're coming off a little bad to me. Okay, well let me let me go ahead and digress and apologize. It's just you know, Drake. Based on our previous interactions, I was hoping that we could work together today and let bygones be bygones. Because let's be fair, when it comes to guys who man the commentating booth in the Midwest. There are few better than Drake Lee in the night out. So seeing right. as we share, seeing as we share this craft, I figured, why not just get along? Now, I've got a little bit of an ego, and I know you definitely have an ego, okay? But the bottom line Ooh. is this. We share a common interest. We love professional wrestling, and that's what the WrestleTalk podcast is all about. Is it not, Drake Lee? Is that not what WrestleTalk is all about? Hey, it is. I think we're going to get along fine tonight if you just don't listen to Luke Roberts. I mean, he's in your ear all the time spouting BS off to you night and day about me. So I might as well, you know, let's get past that and let's put on a good show. I'm ready. That's fine. If you, I won't listen to Luke Roberts if you don't listen to Chris Rodell. How about that? <laughs> he doesn't even have my number. I've given him like five fake ones. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And that I actually believe. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, Again, this is episode 312 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. We're going to make some time for you to join us during the high spot segment. That number again is 657-383-1521. We've got a ton of stuff that we want to cover, okay? And we want you to do it with us, all right? But before we get there, there is a tradition that we have here, Drake, on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And no matter what we're doing or what the circumstances are, we always do this because we believe that it's only proper to give respect to the lo- the beautiful country that we live in. So, with that said, I'm going to ask everybody to respectfully remove their caps, place their hands over their hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth. That's America, damn it! Oh, Here and you need to need to do me 
I already just had three guys write it down in different notebooks just because I got my assistants working hard. You're such a diva. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, <laughs> well, that said, guys, let's go ahead and kick it into full gear. We got a ton of stuff to cover tonight during the High Spot segment. Hardcore Hoss, you know what to do, baby. Go ahead and get us into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast High Spot segment. Boom. <laughs> going to come here without any breaking news for you. I am looking right now from a very verified source. You guys, I have a lot of sources all around the country, but this is this is one that I think we all need to talk about here. And uh, it starts off by saying Shawn Michaels hasn't aged well. And they're right. Uh, we'll get to the author here in a second. They're right, though. I mean, he, according to this fan, he has really, quote-unquote, let himself go. He's been a lifetime fan, and it's really sad to see this. I mean, he says, quote, look how bald HBK is now. This is from Todd Benson, guys. Todd Benson is a 47-year-old stay-at-home son who might weigh 345 on a good day whenever he sweat for four hours. And, uh, you know, it's important that we take his opinion into consideration because you never know. I mean, even though this guy's never – stepped into a ring before he's never even tried to go for a hike before i don't think the i think the most walking he's done is to go to schnooks and buy a box of twinkies but you know he's right i mean he he is definitely the verified source to say that michaels has let himself go i mean it's not the fact he's been wrestling for 20 years and is you know over 50 years old no it's the fact that you know you know he's just really letting himself go but you know todd's looking good he looks like he's about 445 in this picture with four eyes Hey, wait a minute. I, I got to ask you this question, Drake. Now, I know Nightmare Jones likes to pull uh, uh, some stories from our friends over at kfabenews.com. You weren't digging through kfabenews.com again like Joe does, were you? Uh, come on, Renee. Do you think I would really use kfabe news to bring on the Wrestle Talk podcast? Yeah. I mean, oh, wait. I do. Oh, oh, oh sh- okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okay, so Renee, I really am looking at this now, and uh, my assistant here, he, uh, God, he didn't hand me the uh, the title of the uh, of the website or the the source. He just said it was very verified, so uh, it might have been from Kayfabe. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, that's good. And you know what? I'm with you. Some guys 
room to talk, you're not going to hear me making fun of people with big ears or big bellies because I'm guilty, all right? Neither should you. People are a bunch of haters, man. There's no question in my mind. Well, now that we've gotten that breaking news out of the way, Drake Lee, I know there were some things that have happened over the last several weeks that we have not been here. We have not been here since the Tuesday before SummerSlam. And there is so much to talk about that's gone on just in this two-week period. So I'll go ahead and let you have the floor, man. What do you want to start with, bro? There's so much to cover. Man, I mean, let's just talk about, first of all, the elephant in the room here. Let's talk about All Out, huh? How great was that? I mean, it, for what it was. I mean, even though, it, I mean, it was a tough night. It was a tough night for a lot of people, but it was, to me, it was, it, it showed that they can persevere through a pay-per-view and, and you know, with Hardy taking that, that, that nasty fall. I mean, that's just, that just, oh, God, I mean, it sets the tone for the rest of the show and, and it puts everyone kind of down because, you know, he's seriously hurt. Um, and, Contrary, what I don't, I just don't believe what Tony's saying here. I, I'm not, I'm not picking up what he's putting down. Um, you know, it looked really bad. So, you know, it, it really does put, you know, everyone in a, in a little bit of a down mood. But I feel like they brought it back nice. Moxley, MJF put on a hell of a show and a hell of a match. I mean, they, they went to war. So it, it was really fun to watch that and uh, really entertaining. So, you know, kudos to them for, for picking up the pace after, uh, you know, after a, you know, kind of a, a rough start to things and a, a rough part of the pay per view. Well, you know what, Drake, I couldn't agree with you more, but I'm going to actually even go a little bit further down on the, off the olive branch here um, and say this. To me, that was the first, or I should say, that was the worst first quarter of a major pro wrestling pay-per-view that I have ever seen. And I challenge anybody to come on here and argue with the night owl, that's night with a K, you jerks, I dare you to tell me what other pay-per-view got off to a worse start. From that debacle with Britt Britt Baker and Big Swole to the situation with Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy. I mean, it was hard to stomach. And I'll be honest with you, Drake, I thought that the buy-in was actually better than the first couple of matches of this pay-per-view. Now, I will say this because you know I'm not a negative Nancy by nature, amigos. The Thunder Rosa Sheeta match brought this pay-per-view back to life for me. And then they followed that up with the uh, the, the the Dark Order versus you know uh, Dustin Rhodes in the gang, and that really did help turn things back around. Because you know what? I feel like giving talent creative freedom is a double-edged sword, Drake, and you spend a lot of time in locker rooms, and we don't have to name any names. But in many cases, the old saying is true. You can give someone just enough rope to pull themselves out of a hole, or you can give them just enough rope for them to hang themselves. And for the first hour of this three-hour and 20-minute pay-per-view, AEW got one out of five super kicks in my WrestleTalk podcast rating system. It goes from one super kick to five super kicks. They got a one, and I want, and I dare anybody out there to call in and tell me why I'm wrong. Drake Lee, I may be being a little bit overdramatic here. Oh, my God. Give him an Oscar. What do you you mean? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my goodness! I, I was ready to buy the movie. I mean, you 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 sold this well. I mean, I thought I was the bad guy. You're making me look like a million dollars right now. But no, I mean, you are right. It, it's one of those things where listen, you know, we've we've seen some real duds when it comes to pay per views. I mean, what what was that one? God, I even forget the name of it. It was ECW the 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 December to December pay per view. I mean, that was. That that was pretty bad, but uh, you know, I just—it's one of those things where, at the end of the day, we got to look at it from a. I I feel like Renee, even though sometimes you portray me as this real evil person. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, people say I'm condescending and try to turn the tables. I don't see it. I mean, you're just you're just you're you're just making the table yourself. But anyway, you know, we we have this point, Renee, where we got to look at it half full and and. The end result was, yeah, it started off sluggish and it was it wasn't very good at all. But you know, they turned it around. They they switched gears, and, and by the end of it, you know, even though you can tell that the first half of the show did weigh on the the, the announced team, and and you could tell that there was a little dejection in that, they still finished. I feel like on a strong note for the way it started. So, yeah. Well, listen, there's no question that they save face, and there's no question that guys like Drake Lee like to hedge their bets because at some point I'm sure they would love to work for AEW. And the last thing that Drake Lee wants is for somebody to go back and listen to Russian talk and hear him talking badly about AEW. Well, you know what? That's not how I roll. Here's how I roll. I give them all the credit in the world for coming back from this disastrous beginning. But let me tell you something, Drake, and here's where I call out the hypocrisy of the pro wrestling community. Had this been WWE pay-per-view, we would have never heard the end of it because the trolls the, the, that, that are the AEW fans on Twitter would have never, ever allowed WWE to live this moment down. I, you know what? I get it. Matt Hardy is a legend. He's a leader. And for every reason under the sun, you want to take that guy's word for it and let him continue, Drake. But when the guy can't even stand, and you do not have the time to put them through concussion protocol, how dare you instruct anybody to restart that match? Someone said, and here's the report from Ringside News, I believe, he went through an evaluation, and it was determined that he could go back to competing. What kind of health evaluation lasts 45 seconds? A concussion protocol takes at least 30 minutes at any other professional sport. And I'm not just going to harp on that particular situation because whoever booked that match between Big Swole and Britt Baker that they've been building, they did a great job of building it up, Drake. But the delivery was absolutely not there. It didn't even feel like a professional wrestling match. It felt like a mess, and that's exactly what it was, and I expect better. So thank God for Thunder Rosa and Sheeta, who put together a tremendous matchup. And you know what else had me really excited, Drake, so we can move on to something else? When Archer, uh, uh, the, the, uh, Casino, the Casino Battle Royal, those few moments that we got to see Brian Cage and Lance Archer in the ring together gives me hope that one day AEW will realize the incredible amount of talent that they have sitting in their mid-card right now. And I know Lance eventually won it, so maybe you could argue to me that he's not 
being treated as a mid-carder. But between the big hoss from Oklahoma, Jim Ross's very favorite, Mr. formerly known as Jack Swagger, Ryan Cage, and Lance Archer, you've got three of the four best legitimate badasses in the wrestling business. Well, I should say on their roster, and then you can throw in there uh, Luchasaurus, who to me is good as a tag team player, would be much better as a singles competitor. And there's at least one other name that is escaping me right now that I'm looking at these guys and I'm like, why are these guys not your main event? Or or co-main event? Or fighting for something significant? Instead, you put put Brody, um, Luke, Luke, uh, geez Louise, help me. Help me here. They switched their names so much. Uh, Dark Order leader, Big Beard, Luke Harper. Help me, Drake. Brody Lee, you know my my you know the Lee family has a very hold on hold on hold on Renee the Lee family has a very historic lineage in wrestling. I, I'd hope you respect that and remember it. Okay, well we'll have to go over that on some other episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I, I, I just I want to get off my soapbox, but I want to say this: seeing them engage with each other in the ring, even if it was for just a couple of minutes, was very encouraging to me, and hopefully. They'll wake up and smell the big men in AEW because, you know what, as, as excited as I was to see Matt Seidel appear, even though he had that situation, and, and anybody talking bad about Mike Seidel just doesn't know wrestling, okay? That's, that's just me, okay? We need to see bigger guys in AEW because everything feels like a flip fest. Those are just my personal thoughts on that particular subject, but again, I'm willing to listen to anybody who wants to argue with me that wasn't the first quarter of a pro wrestling show that they've ever, ever seen. I dare you. The number is 657-383-1521. Drake Lee, what else do you want to talk about during the hot spots tonight, man? Let's talk about the Thunderdome, huh? The Thunderdome. I love it. You know know what's great about that? The way he said it. Have you ever watched uh, Fairly Odd Parents? You know, and I can say that because I'm young. And I enjoy it. I know that you're aging, but, you know, do you remember that show? Of course I do. Great show. Okay. You know Doug Dimmodome? You know the the old guy that's the – right. Okay. Tell me that Vince McMahon – Country boy. (laughs) Yep. Come on now. You tell me that he did not try to get that dome thing off of, you know, Doug Dimmodome. I'm telling you, it just it just resonated with me fairly odd parents. But it, it was cool. I mean, I didn't like the, the the whole let's have the fiend not go after Vince thing, but that that happens. But the Thunderdome itself, how much money do you think it took to build that? I mean, that is, that, I mean, the structure itself is pretty impressive, isn't it? Not. Here's what I'll say, Drake. I think that the WWE is extremely resourceful. And if you remember, they, on many occasions, have created these LED uh, screens and used them, uh, like, at a WrestleMania, and they stretch, uh, you know, 100 feet in every direction, or in some cases, more. So I tend to think that some of those screens are being repurposed, right, and they're being placed strategically around the ring to create that uh, that horseshoe, right, of fans around the ring. Now, was, was there any additional cost? I'm sure there was. But from the reports that we uh, brought to you guys back in April, WWE actually had a tremendous first and second quarter 
obviously with the other interests that WWE has, including the sale of the XFL, which we never even talked about. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know, The Rock is now the owner of the XFL, along with a few others in that ownership group. Okay? But I really do think that they're very resourceful, Drake, and there's no doubt in my mind that they took some of those screens that they were using on the Jumbotron for WrestleMania, SummerSlam, or what have you, and placed them right there in order to create what we see as the Thunderdome today. And I'll tell you what, it sure as hell beats the arena being empty, because that was hard to stomach. Oh, yeah. It it, it really was, and and that's what it comes. I mean, first of all, what, how weird would it be too, just to be the Rock and be literally perfect in every way? I mean, everything you do, literally, just every you're like Midas, you just touch everything and it turns to gold. I mean, but but yeah, with the Thunderdome, I, I I get it. I just I really and I'm from the LED board aspect alone. That that's that's really interesting. But uh, the one that I get I like is the aspect that they're using pyro almost as a 4D mechanism now. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty cool to me. I think that's pretty. Uh, you know, that shows a lot of initiative in, in the production side of it, even today with them, you know, being on top of the game. But, you know, my, here's my question for you, Renee. This is what I was getting to, because you're right. They're really resourceful. Those are probably repurposed from, year, you know, from the past uses of, of certain major pay-per-views. But how can they have all this money, okay, and they can't get a darn administrator for the stupid boards? Have you seen these idiots on the screen? I mean, I get the trolls, but it's like, come on, you have all this money, but you can't pay for a damn administrator to moderate the screen. So are you talking about the KKK personality that showed up on the screen, or are you talking about Kenny Omega who showed up at the Thunderdome, or are you talking about the pictures of Chris Benoit? Because I'm having a hard time keeping track of all the nonsense that's fallen through the cracks over at WWE right now. Yeah, I mean that, that. I mean all the above. It's, it, you know, I think it's. I think it's pretty funny that you know. I. I still don't. The Omega thing was hilarious. I, if it really was him and he's not, you know, just claiming it was that. That's really hilarious. But the other, it, it, that other stuff is just completely inappropriate. And you know, you have all this money and you flaunt. You know how successful you are. You're global. Well, if you're global, take care of your damn boards. You know, you're, you're, uh, <laughs> you're producing a, a, a PG show, and then you know you have the Jerry Springer clan guy on the LED board right behind <laughs> Roman Reigns. Bro, it tell, was me tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. No, dude, you're 100% on the market, and it makes you wonder. Um, it's so funny. Somebody brought this up. And, by the way, guys, uh, just a couple of minutes away uh, for bringing on our boy, Mike uh, Herman, that's going to be getting all into the details of the upcoming game, Retromania. For anybody who's an old-school wrestling fan, guys, this is the man. He is the CEO. He is the creator. He is the brainchild. And I know he's got a wonderful team that works underneath him, but you guys are going to be able to ask any questions that you might have um, if Drake and I don't take up all the time because I love video games and I love old school. That's why I got my Yoshi hat and my 1985 old school T-shirt on today. That's why today's show is called Retromania. Uh, but before we get there, I just wanted to say somebody brought this up, Drake, and I want to know if you agree. Does that not prove that the pro wrestling community is by far the most toxic sports community of any sport today. The argument oh my was God, made yeah. that the NBA is doing it, the NFL may or may not end up doing it, MLB, and, and several other major and middle-of-the-road sports have done it, 
And the WWE is the only place where the fans are doing things like this. Is this to you not a true and honest judgment on where at least a certain segment of the professional wrestling community is? And is it disappointing to you? Because I know it is to me, Drake. So you're right. So and let, and before we get to the you know the video game, which is really interesting to me, I'm actually curious. And by the way, I do have a video monitor room where I am watching your live feed, and I can see the hat. And we'll work on that. We'll work on that. The chain's cool. But you're right. I mean, it shows how. First of all, let's be honest. Half the people on social media in the rest community are the same person. They have more acne than seventy does potholes. It's they're fat and 40 and live with their mom. It's true. It's true. They wouldn't even think about getting into a wrestling ring because you know why? Because right when they get in there, they forgot that they forgot to take their diabetes medicine. They go into an episode and probably fall into a coma. That's what would happen. That is literally what would happen. These people have to have a cause in the wrestling community, and I don't call them the fans. I call them, in, in, in a way, too, I mean, as a, as a someone that's, you know, traveling and doing things, you have, it's one thing to adapt to them and, and, and try to beat them. And that's, and that's something I think I really want to see someone do. And I think MJF kind of has a good jump on them. Um, but it's one of those things where at a certain point it gets, it gets redundant upon itself. It gets very toxic. And, you know, one of these days it's going to get so bad that there's going to be a major change. I think. I think there absolutely is. And I just think folks, need to get themselves in check, and be grateful the way that we are that pro wrestling was around for us during COVID-19. Because, Greg, I know we can agree on this for sure. Basketball was gone. Baseball was gone. Football was gone. Everything was gone with the exception of one live sports show, and that is professional wrestling. I know for some people it doesn't make much of a difference. They couldn't give a rat's ass about wrestling during COVID or after COVID. But for us professional wrestling fans, that helped us keep our sanity. Well, whatever little bit some of us have left. We were able to make it through the worst part of the pandemic because professional wrestling was there for us. And hopefully it's not a couple bad apples that spoil the tree. You know what I mean? That's what I'm afraid of, Drake, because those changes may not always be for the good. Does that sound fair? No, no, they won't, and, and I don't think it will be for the good. I think it'll ruin that. That and this is the thing. I mean, look at in the '90s. Okay, if people had social media, it would have probably been really bad with the way the attitude era was. But you know, even then, there was still a respect barrier. And I, I that you know, it comes down to a simple thing. You know, these everyone's got to realize if they're in the wrestling ring, they are better than everyone that comes to pay a ticket to watch them wrestle and watch them announce and to do things because let's be honest if they were so damn good at it they get off their you know their you know their couch and they get rid of their corporal me- tunnel medicine that they use to play minecraft because their hand freezes up and then they get in the damn ring but they aren't going to because they know that they're best so what do they do they troll because they know that they have nothing to live for so it's one of those things you're right don't let them spoil it and these and these wrestlers need to you know have a chip on their shoulder because there's no doubt in anybody's mind that I'm sorry, you step up to a wrestler, you're gonna you aren't gonna like the consequences nine times out of ten. Well, I couldn't agree any more, uh, Drake, with that assessment. Hopefully things get better before they get worse. Well, you know what? I have a question for the members of the Wrestle Talk family. And hardcore hoss, I want you to be ready because I need that music queued up and ready to go. 
question. I want everyone to get a chance first. I don't want to spoil the surprise. I may know it. I may not know it. Let's be honest. 20 times out of 10, I, I know it. You're just, you're just buying time. No, that's fine. But you know what? I'm not even going to give you a chance to put yourself over. I'm going to take care of it for you. Ladies and gentlemen, all these talents and more will be featured in the upcoming Retromania Wrestling Video Game. House of Hardcore, the NWA, we're also working with our next guest to make this game possible. And one of our favorite guests ever, Ian Rigabani, I know a guy that I know you both you and I both look up to, Drake, as a commentator, will all be a part of this venture. So ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together, welcome in to the Wrestle Talk Podcast for the very first time. Mike Herman. Of Retromania Wrestling. Hey guys, how you doing? How you doing, Mike? Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. How about you guys? What an honor, man. What an honor, right, Drake? Oh my goodness, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about you know, you know, maybe adding Drake Lee to the you know DLC or something. But yeah, no, it's a great <laughs> honor. I, I'm super excited for this. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate well, you, know, you guys having you know me what, on Mike? for sure. No, no, it, it's really our honor and our pleasure, man. And, and I'm gonna let you kick it off with the first question, Drake. But I do want to say this. Mike, I know that these times have been very, very crazy for everybody, so let me be the first to thank you so much for making time for us. We know you're extremely busy uh, trying to produce something that is worthy of what I believe is a great professional wrestling community overall, though I know you heard us while you were on hold. There is definitely a certain segment that likes to drag us down and make us seem pettier than what we are. But, you know, just for me and you, a guy who's been playing – uh, professional wrestling games since the, the the early 90s, maybe even the late 80s. I still own a Nintendo a 64, or I'm sorry, a Super Nintendo, and I have pro wrestling superstars, the cartridge, literally sitting in my living room right now. So thank you for, for working on and creating something that I know the, the past generations of professional wrestling, the present, and the future uh, generations of professional wrestling are going to love and enjoy for a long time. And with that, Drake, why don't you go ahead and take it? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my first question is this. I mean, what? It, first of all, I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I'm a man of many things, and I can do a lot, but I, I couldn't even begin to even start on producing such a such a venture and such a you know an, an idea and a game. What? 
what background did you have to start this? Was just this a whim? Was this something that you've always wanted to do? And, and you know, like I said, wh- when can we expect this out? Because I'm sitting right now on a thousand acres looking out for the bluffs going, why don't I have a video <laughs> game to play? And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm really curious about that. So I, I, I want to know the release date. I want to know, you know, what got you into this? Why, you know, why now, especially with, you know, the things going on? And, and I'm really excited about it, like I said. So for sure. Yeah, so um, good question. So really, um, it started, this kind of journey for me started probably 2000, I want to say 11, 12, um, so to speak. Uh, right around that time frame, we weren't fully in production then, but that was when the idea kind of got in my head. So the really official sequel to uh, an arcade game called WrestleFest, uh, which came out in 1991, and it was my favorite game growing up. And they never, it never came to home consoles, and they never did a sequel or anything for you know various reasons. The company went bankrupt uh, that made it. The licensing rights for the U.S. Mar- or the home console market weren't available, blah, blah, blah. And I just got sick of waiting. And so 30 years later, I decided, you know what, or whatever, when we started, 20, 20 some years later, I said, yeah, I'll make it myself. So my background, to directly answer your question, my background is I do have a master's degree in software engineering, but my professional experience is all in uh, accounting and finance software. So I've never done game development in my life outside of a small project uh, that I did for my master's degree. Um, so it was all new to me, uh, kind of the, not software development, but game development. So there were some, definitely some stuff I could utilize from my background and my career, but a lot of stuff was brand new. So what I, I really did was surround myself with people who have done it before. So my team is just incredible. Um, and you know, we would, we wouldn't be where we're at right now, cl- getting close to release without them. Uh, then just to quickly answer your second part. Your question: When's it coming out? Uh, as soon as possible, really. We we haven't really announced. We initially had a release date, uh, like two years ago. Our goal was, you know, our, our estimated release date was uh, was first quarter 2020. We set that back in 2018, um, but unfortunately, that didn't happen uh, due to just trying to set a release date two years out is tough to do. Then we pushed it to July, and then COVID hit. Um, and not, we were all remote anyway, but it definitely we lost productivity. So we are now um, kind of just taking it day by day. We do weekly updates uh, on our website or on uh, YouTube of exactly where we are in the development process. We've had a completely open development process. So anyone who cares to follow us on any type of social media, we'll know exactly where we're at with development. And we really just don't want to rush it out. We've seen a disturbing trend in the video game industry of of companies releasing games that aren't done yet. And we don't want to, especially being our initial release as a company, we didn't want to fall into that. So we're getting close to announcing a hard release date. But like I said, it'll be done when it's done. We don't want to rush it out. We have a lot of polish to add to it. I I appreciate that. I I, I would rather have, you know, definitely as a consumer, have something that's finished and, and something that, you know, is constantly needing some work done to it, you know, <clears throat> WWE 2K20. Um, <laughs> but you beat me to it, Greg, because I was going to bring that up too. So good job, IU. <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, so 
how does it I'm just curious really I mean how does this process start with do you license do you have to license certain you know wrestlers even get them to be a part of the the game do you have I mean is there you know a yep. compete clause with with 2k is there you know, there's so many questions about this. this is really fascinating to me I mean this is this is really something that is just something I've never really come across with before and I hell I've been you know I just went to England Paris and Rome like six months ago you know, and, and I've talked to a lot of people over there and travel all over, and nobody's ever done this. This is interesting. Yeah, so it's definitely, you know, it's definitely a daunting task initially. Um, actually, the, the concept initially was kind of take the concept of WrestleFest, but I was going to use YouTube personalities. I'm a big retro gamer. I, I, I follow a ton of shows, and, I, and a lot of those guys were into wrestling. And I thought, you know what, I, I was just, I was intimidated by actually trying to even start that process of licensing wrestlers, you know, I grew up watching a lot of these guys um, or, or I watch them now. And just the idea of kind of approaching someone that's on television, like I said, is a little daunting, but eventually I, I, I said, you know what, I got to try. And the first guy I went, wanted to get a hold of was road warrior animal. Um, I, you know, the original game WrestleFest, they were the boss of the original game, Hawk and animal. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do real wrestlers, I need, I need something to tie me to the original game. Because really, we don't have a lot, large part of the initial roster just due to, due to licensing issues and who owns who, what character rights and all that. But I, I found out that I could get the Road Warriors name, uh, and I reached out. And, you know, not too long after that, we were able to sign a deal, and I had them on board. Once I got the Road Warriors on board, I actually – randomly cold called uh, or reached out to somebody on LinkedIn who worked for Acclaim Entertainment uh, years ago and then worked at the, for the WWE for 15 years. And he, his name's Mike Archer, and he has really helped me, um, you know, get, get a hold of people. He already had all the contacts made. So he's been a tremendous part of this whole thing. That's just incredible. I mean, it really is. Renee, what do you think about that? I mean, what, I mean, that's just out of this, you know, when they say out of the box, I mean, think outside of it, that's, that's going above and beyond. I mean, that's, that's, you don't even see major companies doing that. I mean, how long was it, I think, that, uh, you know, even the 2K series for baseball, it took them forever to even get the, you know, minor league players and to get other things like that. So, to, you know, to do that off of a whim, that's pretty, that's pretty, you know, astonishing. So what do you think about that, Renee? Well, Drake, I, I appreciate you giving me the floor here. I, I guess all I can say is in an era where the top company in the world is telling people that they can't have a Twitch channel <laughs> and, and that they can't make money on Cameo for you to be able to pull names like Zack Sabre Jr., The War Horse, uh, Chris Bay, which, by the way, Chris Bay is one of my favorites, Cole Cabana, and so on and so forth, I think it's absolutely unprecedented. And then you bring together – you know, Ring of Honor by bringing in Ian Rigabani, and then uh, the NWA by having Nick Aldis be a part of it at all, uh, of, of it all as well, who happens to be one of my favorite wrestlers uh, pretty much ever. I absolutely love Nick Aldis on, on every level. Uh, just kudos to you for, for being willing to scale that wall, because I'm sure you ran into some speed bumps and some challenges along the way. Uh, would you be willing to share some of those with us? What, what are some of the, the hurdles that you've had to overcome to kind of put this thing together? Yeah, I'm for sure. I mean, we, we talked to other other uh, talent as well. And, you know, one of the things in putting together the roster, I really wanted from the beginning, you know, I went back and forth, me and Mike Archer, who I alluded to earlier, 
you know, we're trying to put an idea together. How do, how do we want this, this uh, roster to really form? And I'm all over the place because I'm just a big fan of every era of professional wrestling. And it was hard for me to say, all right, are we just going to do a Legends game? Well, Legends of Wrestling has been done. Do we want to do something like that? Well, do we want all current guys? Well, that's going to be tough to get guys from AEW um, and from, you know, uh, WWE, which would be impossible due to 2K. So then I was like, well, why don't we just span every era and get guys I like, uh, who I like growing up, or guys, current indie guys that I like now. And it kind of turned into, why don't we know we're not going to please everybody, but I'll, I'll be hard to find a person, a wrestling fan, who doesn't find at least one of our wrestlers and like them on our roster. And that's kind of just that's the, 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 the way we decided to go. Uh, to more directly answer your question, you know, some guys that we kind of wanted to get but couldn't, the big one and the big joke on our uh, social media is, hey, you guys should sign Demolition. You guys should sign Demolition. And um, we talked to them, and it turned out that there was definitely a licensing dispute uh, that had some legal, uh, un- unclosed legal cases going on. And we couldn't, unfortunately couldn't sign them. Um, but, you know, there were, there were things like that where we just, you know, the talent wasn't sure if they owned the name anymore. Uh, or couldn't maybe they thought they did, but they couldn't legally produce it enough where, you know, we were comfortable going out on a limb and and, and going to going to print so to speak with them. Uh, unfortunately, that was the case. And there's some guys, you know, we're still we still want to chase and hopefully eventually get in as their some of their contracts expire. Um, specifically, Magnum TA was an all-time favorite of mine. Definitely my, the first That'd wrestler I consider my my favorite wrestler. Um, for sure. And so I think we're, we're hopeful that his contract's going to expire soon that he has going on and that we can uh, pick him up for hopefully we're in a position where we can continue to support and add wrestlers to the roster. Man, that, that's so cool. Well, well, thank you for sharing that with us. And, and, you know, from businessman to businessman, because I know uh, probably about 49% of this is developing the game and coming up with the concepts, and then 51% of it is the business aspect of it. So I guess I would challenge you to answer this question. Um, I know when people have illusions and dreams of putting something like this together, uh, capital is always an issue. So, so I'm curious, uh, did you personally fund this project, or were you able to find investors? And if so, how were you able to get people to be interested in investing in something like a retro video game? Yeah, so um, another good question. So I am funding majority of it. I do have my brother invested a little bit, and one of my uh, good friends invested a little bit. But, you know, I treated them as, you know, going to get investors. Um, and I, I basically – so I spent, before I decided, the biggest person I had to sell this to before we it got off the ground was my wife. Um, so <laughs> – you know, she she she, she, she had to get on. Drake, Drake, you wouldn't know anything about that. Drake, you wouldn't know anything about asking permission from the warden. But when you're guys like us, trust me, you can't even have chow or use the can without checking with the warden first. Who you said know I didn't have multiple? Hold on. Who said I didn't have multiple wardens? Okay, just because I don't have wives doesn't mean there ain't wardens in my life. <laughs> you gotta relax, yeah. my friend. But, but, yeah, for sure, I had to get, you know, because my, my wife and I are very open about everything, including money. We have one bank account. So, um, you know, she had to be on board. 
she had to be on board with it before, you know, because it is a, there's definitely risk involved in going out on a venture like this, especially we're a first time studio, um, you know, first time game, and there's definitely a lot of risks. And just looking at statistics of indie developers specifically, I probably it's probably 99% of them fail. Um, so there's definitely a lot of risk. But you know, I did I spent months, if not over a year, just doing market research on specifically wrestling games. And when you look at the history of wrestling games, for those that have available data, um, you know, they've sold well. And one of the reasons they've sold well is just there aren't that many of them out there, especially recently. Um, you can count on one hand the number of wrestling games that have come out. If you, if you count 2K as one game that has a revision each year, you know, you can count on one hand how many wrestling games have come out for, the, for major consoles in the last – five years. Um, so not many. with that, and then just looking at the, the, the video game market and, you know, we honestly, uh, to kind of put a, a, a good spin on the whole, you know, world situation going on. The one of the, one of the industries that has really thrived is video games. So hopefully we can get this game out there sooner rather than later, uh, because it seems to be a very good market condition to release a game. And then, you know, since we've announced, now we know AEW is working on a game, uh, WWE has a new game, and then there's a couple other places working on games as well. But we're going to, you know, we should beat them all to market. Um, and then the other thing we're going after is, you know, there's no 2D arcade wrestling games. You have Fire Pro, uh, and which is more of, I would say, a simulation than an arcade game. But just that kind of pick-up-and-play aspect to, to gaming that was was more prevalent in the 80s and 90s than it is today where a lot of the games now are, are very, they use all 12 buttons on the controller, uh, a lot of memorization of different moves, and we were trying to get away from that. We wanted a game that it was, I wouldn't call it a mobile game, but mo- definitely borrowing some things from mobile game development for sure, where mobile games are typically you can pick up and play them and get have a lot of fun with them in kind of short burst. Uh, and, and that's definitely one of the things that was, uh, we took into consideration when designing this game. But, but obviously the biggest, the biggest influence was the original WrestleFest game. And we thought that had a great balance of, you know, replayability and, and just fun factor. And that's really every decision. This is a 100% passion project of mine. So obviously we want to make a little money on it so we can continue to develop and, and continue to add content. But that's definitely not the number one driving factor uh, of the game. This is a childhood dream of mine to make this game, and that's really the driving force behind it. And, and we're this close for it coming true. And, and I guess let, let me ask you, and by the way, guys, if you guys are not following Retromania Wrestling on YouTube, you're making a huge mistake. So Mike was doing um, this uh, two, two episodes a week, about ten minutes long, uh, you can have you can you can watch each one with a cup of coffee. It's very very easy. And then he switched to once a week. But either way, a bunch of great information, and he's basically walking you through the progression of the game from week to week. And it's so awesome. I've seen three episodes so far. I've seen one, two, and three. I thought they were very insightful, very fun. And one of the things that I noticed, Mike, is how creative you guys got with the music. You've got uh, an original MC. I'm a big hip hop fan. And, and you got this guy to kind of recreate some of these songs that we're all familiar with. Well, the beats aren't exactly the same for obvious reasons, but you were able to bring someone on to kind of add lyrics to some of these songs. I'm curious.
have a whole different playlist for what people are actually going to hear when they're playing Retro Mania. Yeah, so uh, so uh, you're referring to Mega Rand, so I, I would love to take credit for his work, but uh, unfortunately I can't. So he's been out, and it's funny, I'm a big hip-hop fan as well, and I'm a big video game fan, right. and he's been around, and I couldn't believe I'd never heard of him before uh, up till maybe a year and a half ago. And someone who I, I had a, a correspondence with online just sent me and him an email saying, hey, you guys might be able to work together. And I honestly didn't follow up with it until, you know, six, five, six months after I even got that. And, um, and then I, 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 re- I looked into his back catalog, and he has stuff on wrestling, uh, you know, hip-hop, video game song, and his music is just great. And when we started doing the videos back um, – I guess it was back in April we started doing videos twice a week. And I needed something for the end because our music wasn't quite quite ready yet, uh, the stuff in-game that we were work, in the process of working on. We'd since finished. But, um, so we started using Mega Rand tracks at the end of each of our videos to show you know, some additional gameplay. And the reaction has just been phenomenal to that um, and what we did. So now more recently you mentioned our YouTube channel – we put up a video last week of, a, of the soundtrack to the game. So you'll, you'll see we have all original music uh, that will be playing throughout the game that we, uh, we put up a video on YouTube as well. That's so good. And, and like I mentioned before, I know uh, you guys did like kind of a, your own version, your own spin on uh, Brock Lesnar's theme. Uh, and then I kind of heard one that was like sort of kind of like Shinsuke's theme, but not exactly. Right. So – just, just so much creativity on so many levels that, that you guys are bringing in table. I can't tell you how excited I am. Well, before I throw it back to Drake, I do have a question from one of our listeners. We've got people in the comment section. They're absolutely loving this interview. So, so thank you guys for interacting and engaging with the Wrestle Talk podcast tonight. And here's a question from our buddy uh, Don Hall, who wants to know: Is the game going to be released digitally only, or are you also looking to release a disc? So we are definitely looking to do a physical version at some point. Uh, I can't really say anything more than that uh, at this point, but it's definitely I would say it's more than likely going to happen, uh, a physical at some point after the digital release. Uh, typically all of the major players in the physical media, the kind of the limited physical media uh, area, it'll be something like that versus probably a Best Buy or a, Walmart, Target, GameStop release. It'll probably be one of the limited companies. And uh, it'll, they typically do it, you know, m- months after the digital, just because when they do do the physical, they want all additional content on there as well. And we're hoping we do well enough where we can support a, lo- a lot of additional content. Okay. Well, I don't care what it takes, Mike. Uh, Drake, and I, I know it's your turn, but I don't care what it takes. The WrestleSoft podcast needs – I don't, again, I don't care what it takes. We need a couple of signed versions of the physical game signed by Mike Herman himself. I've, I've absolutely <laughs> got to have it. Super important. Listen, this game is going, to be, is going to go down in history. I know it is because there are so many fans of Heroes Gone By. I, I'm, I was born in 1984 myself. Uh, you can call me old. You can call me young, depending on who you are. But to have a You're young to copy me. of a game like <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> and I'm a lot older than Drake. So there you have it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> to have a physical, a, phys- a physical copy 
of, of a historic game like this is absolutely without question something that is very important to me and, and it should be to every member of the Russell Talk podcast. Hey, I would suggest that you get the digital and the physical copy when the game actually <laughs> releases. With that said, Drake, why don't you jump back in here with any uh, final thoughts or questions you might have uh, for our buddy Mike? Well, I guess the final thoughts, this is – Renee, you and I have got both got to agree on this. This is just phenomenal. I can't wait to see this come out. I, uh, I'll be one of the first ones to, to pick this up, actually. I, I really am interested in this. And, and I'm just saying, Renee, I mean, since you already degraded yourself so low to just to beg, basically, for a copy of this sign, and, I, you know, I would ask privately, but, you know, you did it in much a, <laughs> in a different fashion. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, I, I feel like, Renee, my jacket is worth being on. A DLC. I'm just gonna throw that your way. I mean, I, I just let's be honest. I mean, that's that's five G's that's just waiting to shine. And then you know the other you know wardrobe. But I mean, other than that, you know, we'll talk about that later privately because I don't want to stoop to those levels like <clears throat> somebody I know. But what what's the future for you after after this game? Are you looking beyond? I mean, I know it's kind of naive to say this right now, but are you looking uh, from a business perspective? But beyond this. Is that a is that a thought? What are you going to do after after this game is solidified? Because like Renee said, I, I'm truly under the belief that with the way, especially I know uh, that a certain demographic plays indie games and and does digital copies, I, I feel like this could hold a lot of water. And and are you looking at a potential project after this? That's even if it's related or not, or is this just your, you know, main focus right now? Uh, it's definitely my main focus, but we're definitely I'm already. Uh, uh, going down a couple different venues or avenues of uh, of game two, uh, game three, or game two A and two B. Uh, we have a couple things cooking, and then I have a couple other ideas that I might want to get involved in as well. Um, you know, my my other business is I co-own a, a software consulting company, and I, I I do get fulfillment out of that job. I like the problem solving aspect, but. Man, making video games is a lot more fun. I'll be honest with you. So right. I would love this this to uh, to really take off and be able to go into a, to a game two, game three, and just just uh, you know, and not necessarily a retromania two. Uh, it might be a wrestling game, but it may be a little bit different than that. Uh, and then some non wrestling stuff as well uh, that that I, I I really like a lot. Yeah, no, that that's incredible. I, I look forward to you know seeing that progress because I like it, like Renee said, I don't. This is definitely to me just a stepping stone for more things to come because everything you said, I mean, you've stru- the structure just sounds phenomenal, and that to me is the biggest step forward to anything you know in, in achieving you know your goals. So that's that's great. So you know, Renee, I don't know, I don't have anything really further to say right now because I'm just looking forward to this game coming out. Um, so what what do you got for me? Because I I feel like you got something up your sleeve because. Now you know I conceded my talking time, which is very rare. So that is rare. I'm giving you I'm giving you an opportunity. Like Vince, I'm giving you the brass ring. So what are we gonna do with it? Well, well I wanna be honest, uh I could probably go another forty five minutes to an hour with a guest like Mike because clearly oh, yeah. you know, he's he's an innovator, he's a creator. Uh, and he loves professional wrestling the same way that we do. Uh, but because I know that uh, we've got a, a whole other hour of the show to do, I will just summarize uh, my thoughts by saying this. Guys, if you want to see more options like Retromania, it is imperative that you guys support it. 
by following them on all their social media platforms, going to RetroManiaWrestling.com and checking out their website. Uh, but most importantly, when the game comes out, go and grab yourself a copy, okay? We've all got, you know, WWE 2K19, 18, 17, 16. I mean, we basically buy the same game every year, okay? This is Hold on, let me interject. Let me interject. 2K20 was not the same game. Two K twenty, two K twenty was not the worst game. It was, I mean, come on, two K twenty wasn't the same game. That was possibly the worst video game of all time. So I mean, we can't even say that it was that we bought the same game. We bought a shell of the game we used to play. Okay, so let's just throw that out there real quick. But continue. I'm listening. Oh my gosh! And this is a guy who wouldn't say anything bad about AEW. Uh, for, you know, thirty minutes ago. I didn't say anything bad about WWE. I said it bad about 2K because that was trash. (laughs) You mean WWE 2K20. That's fine. That's okay. Okay, okay. I'll do my Joe Pesci. Okay, okay. That's all right. All right, all right. Okay, okay. Well, listen, guys, make sure you're on the lookout. And between now and then, in order to feel that urge, that need, that desire that you all have, to find out more about Retromedia, make sure you check them out on their YouTube channel for weekly episodes walking you through the progress of the creation of the game. Now, after watching a few episodes, I feel like me and Mike are friends now. It's like I feel like he's going to invite me for dinner at some point. So it's kind of exciting. <laughs> I wouldn't go to the boat tonight and gamble. Okay. <laughs> that, that sounds just like you, Drake. I don't know why. It just fits the bill. Well, before we let you go, Mike, we do want to do one thing. At the end of the first hour, we always invite our first we always invite our first hour guest to join us for the WrestleTalk podcast shoot and shout segment. And the shoot and shout segment is a little bit of a therapy session where each one of us gets about thirty seconds to just go off about anything that happens to be ticking us off. Uh, Drake will go first. I will go second. By the time we're done, you'll know exactly what you need to do, and then you'll go last. And then we'll be completely done. So my question is, are you willing to join us for tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment? Sounds like a plan, man. Let's do it. All right, Hardcore Hoss, you know what to do, baby. Let's get into tonight's edition. Okay. Take it away. I am so sick and tired. You said it earlier. People that just can't seem to get a grip on their own lives, and we're talking specifically about these idiotic, pimply, fat, stinky wrestling fans that think their fans will just talk trash. Listen, here's my suggestion. I will book it now. I'll put literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in it. I will book every single troll that wants to come forward against the independent or WWE or AEW talent or television talent of their choice. And they will get five minutes to see what they can do. But until then, why don't they just stick their fat little hand in that Pringles can and get it stuck and put some butter on it to get it out and eat it all? Because I don't want to hear nothing else. (laughs) I absolutely love it, Drake Lee. That is a great shooting shot. Well, here's my thing. My shooting shot tonight has nothing to do with professional wrestling. That's right, amigos. My shoot shot tonight is about 
social media. And I'm just going to go ahead and do the, the very Drake Lee thing and quote myself because I don't think that anybody could have said it better than I did about a week ago. And here it is, my friends. Uh, which, by the way, let me take a quick moment before I even do that and say we will not be back on the air until after September 11th. Thank you to the families of the firemen, first responders, and police officers that um, participated in the rescue of so many people on September 11, 2001. Never forget United America. Never forget the sacrifices of those people. But anyway, so here's my shoot and shout, and it's simple. I cannot tell you how blessed I feel knowing that I have a bunch of forensic scientists and criminal law experts on my Facebook page. No matter what happens, these people on social media, they've already done the investigating, they've already interviewed all the, all the witnesses, and they've already done the autopsy all from the comfort of their mom's basement with the left hand in the Pringles container and their right hand on their cell phone. Enough with the jumping to conclusions, ladies and gentlemen. Many times it is best to just keep your mouth shut and allow people to assume that you're an idiot than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. That is my shoot shout for today. Mike, the floor is yours. <laughs> wow, all right. So, you know, I'm probably going to piggyback on, on what you just said. Whereas, you know, dealing with uh, social media has been – I was never big on social media before the game. Um, and I have a lot of help with it. Mike T., another Mike on our team, really handles most of our social media. But you said it, you know, people making comments where they, they don't really have background or information or justification to make. And it just seems like there's no real reason for it. We've gotten 95 to 99% positive feedback on the game yet you still get that 1% of people that just – it's not constructive feedback because that we get, and I'm fine with that. That's, I count that as a 99% good if you get people who really care and want your project to succeed but, and are willing to offer constructive. But you get that 1% of this game is never going to come out. When's this coming out? 2076, you know? And it's like, I don't – we just from our team, we don't know what else we can do uh, – Outside of doing, we were doing two videos a week. Now we're doing one a week just because we're really head down trying to get the game finished. But you said it, the, the social media, the uh, immediate satisfaction people want, uh, everything now, 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 you, I can do it better, you're doing it wrong. Uh, it's just toxic. And you guys were talking about it earlier in the, in the game where you see it a lot in the wrestling community. Um and you do you see it everywhere, but yeah, I agree with you that it's definitely there, and I hope it gets changed for the better uh, sooner than for the worse. Well, I couldn't agree more. It, so I, I couldn't agree anymore. And Drake, let me just say this very quickly: if you guys don't stop it, like Drake said, there are going to be consequences for people showing up on the Thunderdome dressed as KKK or Chris Benoit or even Kenny Omega, if you guys don't stop it, you're going to discourage the creators, the innovators, the entrepreneurs like Mike Herman from doing what they do. They're going to become so just just aggravated with your guys' pettiness that they won't even create anymore, that they'll just 
focus on their day job, which I'm sure Mike does pretty well doing what he does on his day job. He doesn't need to do this. This is this is a, a project, a, a passion project, as he said. So if you piss him off, he may not even release the game. So shut your mouth and don't ruin it for the rest of us. Is that fair? Is that okay? Did I, was, that, was that fair? I think that, that was fair. I think that you owe me some money for saying two of my things. You just basically just just copyrighted me almost. I mean, you just word for word with the Pringles can that you know couldn't agree more. That's at least five fifty. I'm affirming you. It's called, I'm, I'm affirming well, you can you explain that anyway. to my legal team. I have the best one in independent wrestling. I'm sorry. I, this isn't between me and you anymore. It's between you and a couple of guys in an office. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? Before we continue to bicker, let's thank Mike Herman one more time for joining the show today. Mike, before we let you go, one last bit of business, man. Promise us that this won't be the last time you're on the WrestleTalk podcast, and please tell everybody where they can follow you on social media. Yeah, uh, best place to go is RetromaniaWrestling.com. We're on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, at Retrosoft Studios. Absolutely, guys. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd love to come uh, back once we uh, once we release the game. All right, sounds good to me. Yeah, we definitely don't want to take you away from the creative process because we know people are going to keep hounding you until the game comes out. Mike, safe travels, my friend. We will catch you next time, and we cannot wait until the game comes out, man. Thank you very much for being here. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Adios. Renee, you shouldn't have a soundboard that claps for me like that. What? What would you say? You shouldn't. You shouldn't have a soundboard that claps for me like that. I get that enough. Well, wait, wait a minute, Drake Lee. That the sound. Wait, first of all, that's not a soundboard. That's the members of the WrestleTalk family, and that was most certainly not for you, sir. That was clearly for Mike Herman of Retromania Wrestling. You've not done anything nearly as cool as what Mike has done. I'm sorry. It's just true. Okay, whenever, true. whenever I get sponsored by a baby aspirin company, I'll give you a couple because you need to take that blood pressure down, son. <laughs> All right, well, I'll take that as long as you take some might How about that? <laughs> oh, I'll call it a tie. Boom, baby. We're going to break, and we're going straight to the FWWC segment where we talk to some of the best fantasy wrestlers in the business. Drake Lee will be back with us in about 15 minutes for the second featured interview of the evening. Hardcore Hoss, you know what to do, baby. Hit that music. We will be back in exactly two minutes and 30 seconds. Peace. One thing I've always done is that I've always remained to stay who I am. I am CBD, and I represent the SP. This is 
something you can definitely smoke to. In my past, hope I did nothing to provoke you. A northern cat going down her daisy tubes. Rolling downtown with a really crazy crew. One of a kind, running with dimes, living a hell of a life. Mirror move, fist in mind, copycats will eventually die. Got a whole composure, I'm not looking for exposure. I'm just trying to move this notion forward. Keep exploring, I know you know this most of these rappers are boring. Got me snoring, checking options, you know I ain't for it. That's why they fear me when I hit the booth and start recording. The broken nerve is looking like the regal couldn't afford it. I'm on a seal for my homies who ain't here. Asking God was there really a reason they had to disappear. Life works in mysterious ways. I'm just happy to be here still doing my thing. I am DBD. And I represent the SP. From the I am DBD. Up on the end, rising towards another level. Wood pusher, no pedal, skate scum, no Geppetto. A healer and a feeler, feeling like Hercules, Mercury's. We can see that ain't nothing to me. I take personal time to spit my life on these lines. Don't give a fuck if you like it or not. Where this bond? When I grab the mic and set it rocket to the early moan. What we on? Well, it's nothing but that pines, ho. You don't even need to worry about another thing. Cause opportunities are endless that I'm known to bring. A king ran my way, but it's never kiss a ring. It's respect and love, man. We made it more than just a dream. Doubt me all you want to, but at least you know I'm right. Buzzing around the high. Ain't the type of life I'm living like. So catch me out your drama. I don't want no problems. The world keeps revolving while my mind keeps evolving. Nah. Motherfucking. DBT. And I represent the SP. Hey, wrestling fans, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat talking at you, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Que pasa, que pasa, que pasa, amigos. We are back with our number two of the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joel and Renee. A huge thanks to our first hour guest, Mike Herman, creator, founder of Retromania Wrestling, which will be dropping later this year for all consoles, PS4, Xbox, and all kinds of awesome platforms for you guys to enjoy something different, something old school when it comes to professional wrestling video games. Also, a mega shout-out to all our beautiful sponsors, I-70 Sports Media, Rat Bums and Gravy, Royal Mills Transportation, The Conspiracy Farm, and it's me speaking to you, and of course, Esports Bar KC. With all that said, folks, we're going to go ahead and slide right on in to the FWWC segment where we get an opportunity to talk to some of 
the premier fantasy wrestlers in the planet from the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide chapter. We're going to go ahead and get right into it. Oh, right, lady. Whoa, wait a minute. What the hell was that? Okay, I'm not really sure what happened there. It sounded like Nightmare Jones was trying to take over. Nightmare Jones, it's not happening today. Not today, my friend. What is happening is we're going to hear from the newest member of the Infinite brand. That's right, amigos. He's back, and he's ready to be the king once again. Amigos, the one and only King of Bleach Style. Hey, 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 it is the KOB, baby. What's going on, FWWC? Thank you for having me on. Night Owl, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, KOB. Listen, you've been through some ups, you've been through some downs, but clearly you are back where you belong on the Infinite brand. And by the way, if anybody's listening, when you come on, make sure you take us off speakerphone, put a good pair of headphones on if you have it. We want to hear you loud and clear. That's very, very important. We want to hear you loud and clear. KOB, you're back on the Infinite brand. Are you surprised or are you relieved? Which feeling do you feel most right now? Mainly I feel really surprised. Did not expect the guy to drop me, let alone the guy. This the guy is uh, Tank Westbrook, the general manager of Infinite, for those who don't pay attention. The guy drops me and picks me right back up at the next pick and I did not expect it to go the way it went down. Come back on Infinite, and I'm already swinging for the fences. I beat Rage. I beat Sick. Now, I'm going against Rage again on Wednesday. It'll, uh, if I don't beat Rage now, it'll be kind of, he kind of passed me. He beats me once and let, let him, or I beat him and then he beats me once. Well, KOB, I appreciate the insight. I'm curious, though, during your time as a free agent, what sorts of things were you doing to try to pick yourself up again? Clearly, it was a tough decision but for an infinite to make. They had to let you go. They had to have somebody off their brand. Instead of getting down on yourself, uh, you had some engagement, some interaction with with several superstars at uh, FWWC SummerSlam, but now you're back on the horse and ride, man. What sorts of lessons did you learn from becoming a free agent? I learned don't ever take your spot at the top for granted. The KOB was at the top. Whoever wants to say he wasn't, the KOB was. He was always on top of his home, of the infinite brand. And now when the KOB got dropped, that was a shock. It was a punch to the must. I was really confused and, 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 and just worried. I was like, huh, I'm go from being on a brand, being an intercontinental champion and, and then losing and then, and then getting dropped. It was, it was terrible. And then when I came back to the infinite brand after being drafted at the end of the pick'em, uh, yeah, I, I would say I was definitely relieved. I, I mean, the, the weight of being an in, uh, of a free agent, not being wanted, it just it just vanished. And now the KOB's flourishing like a peacock. My feathers are expanded. I don't know what peacocks do. They, you know, they and their feathers go out and they're beautiful. And that's what KOB is. He's beautiful. Well, KOB, I appreciate those thoughts as well. 
Final question for you, and I need you to keep it less than 15 seconds, man. What did being at the FWWC slash Russell Talk Podcast SummerSlam Watch Party at eSports mean to you? It was an amazing experience, and the KOB is grateful for everybody who got uh, uh, who the KOB got to see, and everyone who got to see the KOB. Being involved in the promos were really fun, and uh, thank you again to Esports uh, for ha- uh, hosting uh, hosting the watch party, and thank you for the Rust Talk podcast for no putting it on, yeah, for putting it on, and then Esports for uh, hosting the venue. All right, and, and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and put you on hold for this one, uh, KOB, but I want to go ahead and reveal this right now. It's something that I've been holding on to for several months, and this is the time. So you guys know that from time to time we like to do uh, giveaways here on the WrestleTalk Podcast, and our buddy, the KOB, because he loves the WrestleTalk Podcast so much, has actually donated this autographed picture of Matt Cordaro, okay? also known as Zack Ryder. And if I pronounce his last name incorrectly, I apologize. But Zack Ryder, full autograph, is going to be given away to a member of the WrestleTalk family in the coming weeks. We need your help to decide how to give it or, 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 or allow people to challenge for it. We may put out a trivia question. We might, you guys, we might have you guys join the FWWC and have just a, a, an exhibition match. We're not exactly sure how we're going to do it, but courtesy of the KOB, that's right, the King of Bleach style, somebody is walking away with an officially certified by Pro Wrestling Tees signature, autographed signature picture of the one and only Zack Ryder, who is now a member of AEW. So thank you very much, KOB, for your generosity. Over the next couple of weeks, we'll be making some announcements. And one of you, the members of the WrestleTalk family, could be walking away with this amazing, amazing prize. With that said, folks, we've got a lot of other people to cover here on the FWWC segment. And you know what? I heard the KOB bring him up, and I know he's been working hard behind the boards, but I would be remiss if I did not bring on another member of the Infinite brand tonight, and that is the one, the only, the number one contender for the uh, the Television Hybrid Championship, Hardcore Hoss, leader of the union and longtime member of La Familia. Hoss, welcome to the WrestleTalk Podcast. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right there, Night Al. How about yourself? I'm doing great. And listen, I know we got a lot of callers, but I had to get you on for this reason. The Hybrid Championship is a big deal. But so is the FWWC Pick'em. Infinite did a tremendous job by all accounts. I heard your promo. I watched the whole thing. And you actually gave Tank Westbrook a little bit of credit. I'm curious. Do you still feel the same way you did when you cut that promo? And does it make you hopeful that Tank Westbrook and the Infinite brand can turn things around now that you guys are actually tied with Inferno with a two-round victory each? for each brand during the brand battle. How are you feeling moving forward? So far, Night Owl, I think that Tank did a decent job at this pick'em. But it's like I said, I think Tank Westbrook must have sat back and said, what would Hardcore Haas do? Because he must be seeing the light on where he has gone wrong in the past in order to turn this thing around and 
pick the way he did at this pick Do you have faith that he can kind of take this and run with it? Or are you a little hesitant and maybe are taking a little bit more of a wait-and-see attitude, Hoss? Well, of course I'm still going to be hesitant. And, you know, I'm going to sit back and watch. And the union is still around. And we're still going to push our agenda. And if you want to be on the winning side, well, you need to be on the union side. Oh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen, short and sweet by the leader of the union and longtime member of La Familia Worldwide, Hardcore House. Up next, my friends, we are actually going to talk to a few members from the Inferno brand. The Inferno brand did something spectacular by, um, let's just say, coming out as winners during the FWWC Pick'em, just like Infinite, because usually it's, there's a clear-cut winner. This brand won the Pick'em, but Inferno was not to be outdone because going into the Pick'em, there was some question about the stability of the brand, especially with so many powerful forces. When you talk about Mayhem, you talk about Remy Rich, you talk about Saint, but Hardcore Sis somehow manages to wrangle all these people in and make her brand look good. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and bring on the general manager of the Inferno brand, Man, I love that country playing. What up, Hardcore Sis? What's on your mind tonight? Hello, Night Owl. You know, I want to thank you for that introduction. You know, it really is hard sometimes to wrangle all these guys and keep them in line. And You know, egos, egos are big and huge, and sometimes they butt and they knock each other around. And sometimes you just kind of have to put your foot down. I guess in a way you could say, kind of like a mama on the team, I have to tell all the kids to settle down or I'm going to have to whoop them all. <laughs> well, that's great, sis. I know that uh, rave reviews have come out for uh, your brand as well, coming out of the FWWC Pick'em and SummerSlam. How are you feeling about your brand moving forward, and how do you feel about Daniel Grimm sticking his greasy little fingers in your business and trying to take those tag team championships away from you when you've already got so much going on revolving around the FWWC Heavyweight Undisputed Tag Team Championships? Well, you know, I had a match set up with five awesome teams that we're going to be doing uh, a big match at the up-and-coming pay-per-view for those titles. And then Daniel Grimm decided that he was going to throw a little monkey wrench in that. But it's all right. We'll give you your shot, Daniel Grimm, but know this. You're not going to take those titles home. They will stay with Inferno. And then we'll go on to our pay-per-view to have that big five-team match where you may just see new champions that will show your team how to do it. But it's all good because not only am I expecting two promos a week from both teams, two by this Friday, two by next Friday, about this match, show me they want it. And the team that has the belts, you better show me you want to keep them. The team that's going against us, show me you want them. And then I'm invoking another little rule that's fairly 
not very often used. But this rule is not only going to be in this match, but we at the Inferno team are going to be invoking this rule going forward. You know, we have a lot of ties in those title matches, and sometimes these matches can go on forever. So I'm invoking the rule for this match and going forward for my team called the Champion's Advantage. Now that means for those of you who don't know, if a match ends in a tie, too bad, challengers. The champions will keep their titles. Because if you want that title, you got to beat that champion. You have to do the work, and you have to prove how bad you want it. Whoa! Shots fired, ladies and gentlemen. In Inferno doing what they can to move the needle. And I have to say, I am a huge fan of this move. A ballsy move. No other brand is doing it. But what I can tell you is that this is sure to do two things. Number one, it's going to create some controversy. And number two, if you're a challenger, you need to go for the gusto and not play conservative. Because if you want to win, you've got to risk it all, Poppy. You've got to risk it all. Speaking of risking it all, it is always a great day when we have an opportunity to rap a little bit. And there's nobody better to rap with than the host of Rapping with Remy, the brand new, undisputed, legend mm. champion in the FWWC, mother-loving Remy Ricks, my friend. Welcome to the show, sir. How you feeling tonight? What's going on? What's going on? I'm feeling pretty good like always. You know the deal with me. Get her done, baby. What's on your mind? What's going on? You got a lot? Man. And I'm uh, sure you got just chilling, enjoying this new champion, and, you know, my first title run and whatnot. But right now, I'm a little curious about what Susie received in this box on the Pick'em the other day. A man right. by the name of Stitches. We've had a couple interesting things happen on Inferno the past week. Not only did we get stitches, we got introduced to somebody who was almost worse than the devil in Samuel. And I don't think people understood when I told them they needed to be ready. And after yesterday, with him just disappearing whenever he wants, People need to understand that something is going on and they need to do something about it. Well, I am personally very concerned, and I was actually almost hoping that it would not come up. Leave it to the undisputed legend champ, Remy Ricks, to bring it up. Listen, of course. I've been around and I've seen, La, I've seen La Familia in action for a long time. And, and, and to a certain extent, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, to a certain extent, I'm grateful for El Mata because he's always been able to wrangle in the dark forces just enough to keep this group alive and well. But what I'm seeing right now from Samuel, some of you guys may know him as Mayhem or Dark Mayhem. This is neither of those two. This is something new, and this is something incredibly worrisome for the rest of the FWWC roster, and I'm not just talking about Inferno. Remy, do you have any insight on what Samuel may be planning or plotting on doing moving forward? I'm very curious. Uh, 
from what I've noticed and what's been going on, he kind of he takes control of mayhem when he wants to, and he takes control when he feels mayhem hasn't done his job. Like I noticed in one of the promos, mayhem was giving me props for the match at SummerSlam. And Samuel cut in and told him, you do not talk to your enemies that way or something like that. So like you said, I'm worried for the entire FWWC because we still haven't seen anything besides the match that me and him had yesterday. Well, you know what, Remy Ricks? There's one final very important question I have to ask you. And, you know, I think I would be remiss if I didn't, even though it's going to be a difficult one. My question is, now that you're the undisputed Legends Championship, exactly what is it that you're going to... Are they going to get 
Dark Realm Trios Tournament for a chance to win those uh, Medals of Destiny. And if not, are you scared? Why wouldn't they get another opportunity? Because I think you guys should take all the teams that haven't been able to get in and give them one final chance to get into the Dark Realm Trios Tournament. So, yeah, well, I'm putting you on the spot right now. Do you and Heaven Demon have the Weibos to open up that opportunity? Yes or no? Ah, uh, you know, you do bring up a good point, Night Owl. I'm glad we have you here, Fred. You know, what's funny to me, Remy, is that two old farts and a little wee little lady can somehow get over on Heaven's Demons. But you, Mr. My and Mighty Saint, and the vampire cannot. How pathetic. So, Night Owl, I will take you up on that offer. So how about this, idiots? How about you go find Saint? How about you go find that idiotic vampire and get ready for the loser's bracket? And let's just say if you get this, if there's any type of possibility that you do reach the top, well, then, then we'll consider letting you back in. But until then... You're just a scared wannabe champion. These words are Diablo. And you know what? I've got somebody who wants to address La Familia as a whole. But before we get there, was there anything you wanted to address? And you know what? I have to admit, I'm, I'm thankful, I'm grateful that instead of playing the political game, like you and, and Elmata and Mayhem and, and Hoss and Buckus and Joe and Big Beer Kenny and Hardcore Sis and the rest of those La Familia goons like to play, it actually sets something of substance for once. So for that reason, allow me to give you the platform, Diablo, as the FWWC World Champion, the first ever man to hold the new championship twice. What is it that you want to say to the members of the Wrestle Talk podcast and the FWWC here tonight on episode 312. Oh, let me see. So much I could say. So much I could say. Now, when it comes to the world title, thank you for the compliment. But, you know, that, that's not a subject right now, for I have no worthy enough opponent at Clash of Champions. So something I want to address right now is quite a bit of surprise that I'm, I'm, I'm just going to save tomorrow say for tomorrow, but to give you guys a little bit of a hint, Night Owl, I wasn't mistaken. You said Nightmare Jones didn't show up tonight, correct? Well, Nightmare Jones, according to the documents or the freaking post-it note with a bunch of donut residue left all over it, okay, it says... Oh, by the way, I had an extra vacation day and decided to use it. Good luck tonight. That's all I got from Nightmare Jones, the, the current FWWC Undisputed Tag Team Champion, along with Jake White and Glorious Nightmares. That's all I got. So I would figure that you would know more than I do, Diablo, since you're a member of La Familia. So why don't you go ahead and educate me on this? Where the hell is Nightmare Jones? Well, honestly, I don't know. Honestly, I don't really even see him around in the La Familia locker room. He's too busy being lugged around by Jake Wyatt. But 
I've also noticed something else. You know, since Jake Wyatt carries him around all the time, it's it's quite odd that he's he's even champion with Wyatt. But I don't know if you heard the great news, but Rise Brand, the greatest brand, not no wannabe washed up brand, has a shot at the undisputed tag team championships. And let's just say, I, your world champion, has a trick this sleeve. Well, <laughs> I think there's only way, one way to summarize that last phone call, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? I'm not even going to do it. I'm going to allow a Hall of Famer to do it. Insert. Fucking bullshit! Ah, <laughs> uh, Diablo, I know you're the man in the FWWC, but this is the WrestleTalk Podcast, and I get the last word around here, whether you like it or not. So, ladies and gentlemen, I know you've all been anxiously awaiting... Uh, our second featured interview of the evening. And you know what? So have we. Uh, We've been waiting for a few minutes now for Neil Diamond Cutter to call into the show and join us. But it sounds like, or at least it looks like, he's not yet been made available. So between now and the top of the hour, we're going to go ahead and hang tight and see if we can get him on. Uh, so we can go ahead and conduct the interview. If not, I'm sure something happened that was out of his control, and we'll go ahead and reschedule. So it's all good. Either way, we're happy to be back. Myself, Drake, the members of the FWWC, um, uh, Mike, Mike uh, Herman uh, from Retromania Wrestling. We've been having a blast tonight, and we've still got a solid 15 to 20 minutes to fill. So with that being said, I've got one last caller whose name is Aaron, and he wants to address all the previous callers. So we're going to go ahead and give him the floor, and then I'll bring uh, Drake back on, and we'll go ahead and continue the show talking about all things concerning professional wrestling because this is Wrestle Talk after all, episode 312. Aaron, you are live on the WTP. What's on your mind tonight? Well, what's on my mind is El Yamo still eating a Taco Bell. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Why Why would you say that, Aaron? Because he ate too many Galapos. Okay. Hey, El Diablo. Yeah. Is there, a, there's a, is there something wrong with your house? Is looks like you live in Salem. What is it, Oregon? Well, nobody knows where El Diablo lives, see? He's from the dark realm, from what I understand. Oh, is that in Mississippi? Because one of the family feuds could just suggest he said that, so. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, Aaron, let, let, me, let me say this, bro. Let, let me cut in here and say this. Listen, I know you've got this ongoing piece with La Familia. Unfortunately, the Wrestle Talk podcast is not the place to settle those differences. If you want to crack at La Familia, there's only one way to do that. Go over to WrestleTalkPodcast.com, slide over to the uh, the Fantasy Wrestling tab, read the description, hit the link, 
least member of the FWWC roster. Listen, these guys oh. are going to antagonize you. They're going to antagonize you. They're going to give you a hard time until you're willing to yeah. step into the ring and face them. My question is this. Aaron, do you want to shut La Familia up once and for all, and are you willing to do what it takes? I don't know. I think El Diablo might want to take a visit to Ponte Beach on September 19th. Because he has a friend. Well, Neil Cutter has a friend named Moxley to beat his little devil butt. Well, Aaron, I, I do appreciate you calling in and voicing your opinion here on episode 312. Listen. I don't know how this beef is going to get resolved, but clearly Aaron and La Familia have a lot of issues. I would encourage the members of the FWWC to reach out to Aaron and see if you guys can work out some sort of deal for a match because this has gone on for far too long, gosh darn it, and we've got to see a resolution. I don't know if El Diablo is available on September 9th, or I'm sorry, on September 19th, but what I can tell you is that I would love somebody, anybody, to shut up that arrogant freak El Diablo because every time he calls in, he kind of pisses me off. All that said, amigos, that brings us to the end of the FWWC segment. And to this point, again, I'm checking with our audio engineer and our social media, uh, our media director, uh, Skywalker Luke Roberts. It sounds like we still have not been able to make contact with Neil Diamond Cutter so what I'm going to do is go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and bring on uh, Drake Lee again, so we can continue our conversation concerning all things professional wrestling. But we promise you, we're going to do everything within our power um, to go ahead and reschedule this appointment, this interview with Neil Diamond Cutter. For those of you guys that have been more uh, looking forward to speaking and listening to him uh, talk about his career, so uh, Hardcore Hoss, you know what to do. Go ahead and hit that music. Let's welcome back the one and only. The voice of Animal Pro Wrestling, Drake Lee. Just listen. I mean, you could just. Are you done? Did you pop your vein yet? Are you are you are you are you happy with your anger, or do you need to keep going? I'm just here enjoying the scenery. I, I, it, first of all, your listeners, Renee, their treat is to hear my music twice. Do you know that? And uh, the fact of the matter is that it's just, it's, it's just sad to me that instead of just being so appreciative that your listeners get to hear it twice, you just rather yell. Right? Well, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Latino. So what you interpret as yelling... Oh, 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 I'm Italian. That don't fly with me. You're Italian with the last name of Lee? I'm not buying it. Uh-oh. He's got nowhere to go, folks. Well, listen, Drake, let me... 
Let me let me redirect this ship a little it's bit. It's a northern Italian dialect. That no, that, that's fine. And listen, your your hair is far better than mine, so that alone tells me. I didn't know you had hair. I do have hair. It's mostly under my back and under my armpits. But who are you to judge? I'm not. I mean, look at this. Did you see your comment section? Who? I mean, someone just told me I have a big head. Someone told me they, that I could bite them earlier. First of all, I think that's somebody in your your FF, FCCW thing, so you might want to look into that for sexual assault claims. FWWC. Don't be a jerk about it. I'm not. I'm just saying you might want to look into sexual assault claims, Renee. I mean, she she said she was gonna she wanted me to bite her. I mean, that's 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 serious. Sexual assault claims. Listen, this is wrestling. Everything. I, you're telling me. You know, you I'm can, telling you this. This is wrestling, and I'm getting sexual offers. Well, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'm curious. It, it sounded like you were a little excited about it for a second. I passed. I passed <laughs> with the smile. Well, my team did. There's a vetting process. Oh, my. Hold on. Wait a minute. Your team, didn't you just fire a guy like 40 minutes ago live on the yeah. show? Hey, it's a conveyor belt. They know the turnaround just like the WWE. You get two weeks to impress me. If not, hit the brick, son. Oh, my gosh, Drake Lee, you carrying brick. <laughs> well, big shout-out to the legendary Herb Simmons. And, by the way, shout-out to USA Championship Wrestling doing big things. And also, Nigel Rabbit of uh, SWE Fury down in Texas. Man, there are some great independent promotions going right now. If you haven't had a chance to check out IWA, what's going on with Dynamo Pro, our friends over at Gladius, Hopefully, Journey Pro will be back soon. KCXW, the school, is still on and popping. They haven't been able to do a show, uh, but the school is still open. The SWC is open uh, with all social media uh, measures in place, of course. Make sure you guys are supporting all your local independent promotions. Uh, but I wanted to jump to this, frankly, and it's something uh, that we didn't get a chance to talk about earlier on in the show, and that is a little bit of breaking news. Uh, Hardcore Hoss, if you could do me a favor and hit that drop, I think the members of the Rest of Talk family are going to love this. All right, members of the Wrestle Talk family, tuning into tonight's show is a, a blessing to you guys on more than one level. Because earlier today, as reported by WrestlingNews.co, the one and only, the infamous, probably the most talked about female professional wrestler in 2020 outside of Becky Lynch, is one Tessa Blanchard. And we've gotten confirmation via Andrew Raven that Tessa Blanchard is scheduled to return to in-ring action this weekend after a lengthy hiatus. And the report reads as such, the former Impact Wrestling Heavyweight Champion is set to work this Saturday's Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series event in Chicago. She'll be defending the Warrior Women's Wrestling Championship against current Impact Wrestling star, Kylie Ray. Blanchard, who is currently a free agent, was stripped of her Impact World Championship earlier this year and departed from the company. She hasn't wrestled since mid-March and has been living in Mexico with her fiancé, Daga, formerly of Lu 
mean, let's be honest. Unless it's Drake Lee, who gives a damn, right? I mean, that's the first thing. Second thing is, I mean, I mean, let's let's look, you know, hindsight twenty twenty. It's still the Blanchard last name. Everyone still wants to see that, but it, you know, again, one is it one of these instances where we think that she's a bigger deal than what she is, and I'm not saying that she is that at all by any means, because I think she's very talented in the ring. But you know, it, it's just. You know what? I want to see the result of that. I don't. I don't want to hear the news of it. I want to see the result. I just, to me, it's not Cena coming back from his injury two months earlier, three months early. It's not. You know, it's not, it's not Becky Lynch coming back tomorrow. Um, she's she's getting there, but I, I just don't think it's there yet. So, is your answer? Because you kind of ride the fence there. Is this newsworthy or not? Because it sounds like it's interesting to you but not quite newsworthy. Is that fair? No, because nothing is newsworthy if it doesn't have me in it. I mean, I I don't know how much more fair it could be, Renee. I mean, I feel like I'm giving you a mile here, and, you know, I mean, that's how I feel about any news subject. You know, I mean, call me a gray area all you want. Go! Okay, well, that's fair. I thought I was bringing an interesting topic to this subject. Oh, no, I mean, it's interesting, but it's not interesting to me. It's not about frankly, then it doesn't freaking matter. You know, I'm starting to miss That's right. I'm glad we're getting somewhere. I'm starting to miss things. Oh, my gosh. All right, next topic for you, Mr. Drake Lee. And anybody who wants to dial in, uh, this is actually going to turn into kind of an awesome thing. 657-383-1521. I know we've got quite a few of you guys still on hold, and we want to get to you, okay? So hang hang in there. Uh, But there was another topic that I wanted to bring up to you, and it's kind of two-in-one, Drake. We had... The appearance of Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, and then the subsequent disappearance of Brock Lesnar from all WWE-related media. His merch is gone, his namesake is gone, his images are all gone. Do you think that Drake, uh, I'm sorry, Drake, do you think that Brock no longer being associated with the WWE He's been the subject of much controversy about him being a part-timer, never defending the title, blah, 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 blah. Do you think him being gone from WWE is a good thing or a bad thing? I don't think he's gone from WWE. <laughs> I mean, what? Really? Uh, sure, we all, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, this has happened time and time again. Here's what we're going to get. We're going to get – the same main event at WrestleMania that we've gotten for three, for what, two or three years now. And, uh, you know, be, with the subtraction of last year, I mean, but, and, and that's, that sucks because you know how I feel about, you know, Drew not getting a crowd because he needed one. But I mean, now I'm just to a point where who the hell cares? I've seen it too many times. Every year we feel, I feel like we're going through this. We're, oh, Brock might go fight again. Brock might go fight again. No, he's not because the guy's taking stuff that makes his head grow. Okay, do you think Dana White is going to let that guy into the UFC? I mean, the guy is on jet fuel. The name Brock Lesnar, though, Drake, still rings bells in the world of sports and entertainment. So if he doesn't reappear in WWE for some reason, do you expect him to try to make a comeback to MMA? And if so, is he worth watching now? Well, first of all, I I mean, I I just never – I, I appreciate the fact, the fact, the fact, the fact that Brock was 
didn't say. I, I honestly just misspoke, didn't mean to curse there. But uh, the, the fact that Brock is, is just, he never was exciting. I mean, it, he was a good UFC fighter. He was a champion, but he didn't buy my ticket. I didn't watch him for him. I watched him for literally everybody else but Brock. And, and it, it's, it's not me, you know, demeaning him in any way because he's champion. But it, it's one of these things, listen, even if he wanted to come back to the UFC, He's not going to – he can't pass a drug test. I can guarantee – there's no way. There's no way you can tell. And then – and I mean, seriously. I mean, let's be honest. He's taken straight-A jet fuel to make him bigger. That's not natural. Those are the Hulk vitamins. Number three, let, let's just be honest here. Has Brock entertained you in a main event until, since maybe he busted Roman open like a fish? I'm, I'm sorry, Drake, but every main event – revolving or involving Brock Lesnar has been wildly entertaining. Even the one where he took those three spears and lost to Goldberg, it's always money. Always. But, I mean, okay, Brock is a good – He's you can't put him on a level with anybody else because he's, he's the trophy, right? He is – in hunting, he would be the trophy. He is Vince's right. idea of a man. That's what Vince wants to be. Have you looked at Vince's back? It looks just like Lesnar's. So, we have this situation now where it's just, hey, who are you going to put with Brock? Roman? Because we all know what, I mean, let's be honest here. I, I'm going to call it now. I can see it. If Brock comes back, which he will, because he's creating interest, well, Brock might fight. John Bone Jones isn't that stupid because it's not worth his time. There's more money to be made than Brock Lesnar in the UFC world, which is, is completely true. I could defend that any way I wanted to. But we're at a point now where it's like, are we going to seriously give everybody the same damn thing every year? Because except for last year, because Roman was sick, we've had Brock and Roman, Brock and Roman. Who wins enough enough? Give me, give me Brock against literally 90% of the roster. Give me Brock against Matt Riddle. Give me Brock against Jeff Hardy. Give me Brock against somebody that's not Roman Reigns. Bobby, huge, I've been begging for that, but instead yeah. we get the same damn thing, and that's why, to me, it's not worth any news. It's not even worth typing about because anyone – I mean, it just it, – the writing's on the wall already. Well, you know what? As much fun as we're having, Drake, there's actually a caller calling in from the great state of Missouri. Our buddy Jeremy decided – to pick up the phone and dial 657-383-1521. Is he calling to compliment me? Well, I'm not really sure, so we'll, we'll see. The callers are allowed to, you know, the, 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 the WrestleTalk podcast hotline is very much like the United States used to be. It's freedom of speech. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about, say whatever you want to say. The WrestleTalk podcast is not liable for any of the shenanigans of either Nightmare Jones Drake Lee, or any of the callers that call in. So I'm not really sure, but what I want to ask this caller before he goes off and, and talks to us about whatever he wants to talk about, Jeremy, thank you for calling in. Thank you for representing the great state of Missouri. Bro, how are you feeling about Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns together? Are you happy oh. about it? Are you pissed off? Or are you completely Man. indifferent? Tell us how you feel. Alright, look, I knew somebody was going to ask me this freaking question. I'm going to try and keep it as clean right. as possible because we all know I got a dirty mouth. 
But I like Paul Heyman. I've always liked Paul Heyman because he is a mouthpiece and he does his job well. <laughs> but I've never, ever been a fan of Roman Reigns, whether he's been heel or face. I've never been a fan. And him being stuck with Paul Heyman, I just, I almost don't want to like Paul Heyman because of it. Because he ruined really? what could have been an excellent match between Braun and Bray Wyatt, and he ruined it. Plain and simple. Because that match before they had the triple threat at payback was glorious until Roman showed up. Like, once I knew that Roman showed up, I understood why the match went the way it went. That match could have been a hundred times better between Bray and Braun. But no, Vince's number one butt kisser is back. So, yeah. Now, Remy, before I I let you kind of go into whatever other topic you want to talk about in the world of pro wrestling here in the (coughs) final 10 minutes of episode 312, you were there at eSports Bar KC during SummerSlam uh, for the WrestleTalk Podcast Watch Party. The, The energy in the room, you literally could physically feel it when Roman Reigns came out. And I know you're not a fan, but are you willing to concede that Roman Reigns is a draw and that he's a main event player when it comes to, I guess, the upper echelon of professional wrestling? You don't necessarily have to like someone in order okay. to concede that fact. To concede I get that what fact. Like, Would you say I don't have to like that him that to respect his hustle? And that Roman Reigns, it could, that Roman Reigns is somebody that should be considered a top draw slash main eventer no matter where he goes in professional wrestling. Do you think he's been able to attain that even if you're not particularly a fan of his? Look, just like John Cena, I'm not a fan of John Cena neither. But both of them, as much as I hate to say it, do what they need to do to get to where they're at. But at the same time, I got more respect for Cena than I have for Roman because Cena didn't have Hall of Fame family members in The Rock as a cousin when he bust into the business. We all seen what happened with Cena when he first came. Cena earned it a lot more than Roman did, and I don't like Cena as much as I don't like Roman. Didn't Roman get booed with The Rock? That's very great. Your thoughts? Didn't Roman get booed with The Rock? I'm pretty sure I wa- I, I've seen that before, where The Rock lifts he his did. hand up and everyone boos The Rock. I mean, he, I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, he really – I get what he's saying. I mean, I really do. I just – you know, you're right, Renee. I really – I agree more with you, Renee, than I do him. I mean, it's just – you know, Roman – Roman's one of a kind, first of all, because he's physically – you know, he's the, the marble sculptor. He's the he's the he's the structure that Vince really likes, and and he has and he's one of the. I mean, you can tell he's a great opponent. He he wrestles his heart out. He can kick the hell out of anybody. But at the end of the day, it, it we're seeing the same the same thing over and over and over again. It's just like no different than Cena. We're, we're, so we're always gonna right. I'm tired of seeing Cena's you know 
you know, whenever he gets the hell beat out of him, and all of a sudden now he's, you know, he's hitting the five moves. I'm tired of seeing that. I don't want to see that. Yeah. I want yeah. to see a damn re- – and, and, you know, people say, too, Renee, it, 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 well, the WWE is like, you know, when a, when a band hits the mainstream, they only have to do the thing that makes them popular. That's not true. I mean, look at Austin. I mean, even though it was the same type of idea, he did something new each time. You got something, a different variation of what people liked, and we aren't getting that anymore. And from a fan's perspective, not even me, you know, doing what I do, it, it's 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 boring. It, no one wants to watch it. It, 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 it. There's no edge to it at all. I, I have more excitement watching paint dry and watching a fly die than I do during a Roman Reigns match. He, I mean, it, WrestleMania 34, he's Thank bleeding God. like a pig all over the canvas. Normally, I'm going to get excited for that because we don't see that very much as a fan in WWE. But guess what? It was Roman bleeding. And then they, they just, first of all, the finish was terrible to that match because Brock shouldn't have really went over. But it, it's one of those things where it's just, when is enough going to be enough? Are you going to actually turn him heel or is, gonna, is Heyman going to, be pissed off and hit him in the nuts here in the next two months, and Brock's going to F5 him. You know, when, when is that going to It would be cool. It would be cool if they kept it together, but I'm with you, Greg. I think they're going to change it. Well, you know what? And I'm looking at the clock here. Remy, uh, I know this is going to be a tough ask. You're on with the night owl. That's, that's night with a K, okay? Not with an N. Night, well, it's actually a K and an N. And Drake Lee, what, if anything, about the world of professional wrestling would you like to talk about? Because you, you've been hearing me and Drake talk all night about the stuff that we want to talk about. Is there anything that you saw at SummerSlam, AEW, this past Monday, something in your local community, professional wrestling? What do you well, want to talk about concerning professional wrestling? Did anybody see the match with... Finn Bauer and Adam Cole, because I got to go back and watch it. I missed it. I did. I I'm interested it. because I think Adam Cole and Finn Bauer, if they were on Raw, would be two of the top stars. And I understand Finn was on Raw, and he went back to NXT because he felt at home, and I don't blame him. Just like I, the, I believe I heard you guys talking about they were talking about calling up Adam Cole, and I don't think he should go unless the whole Undisputed Era goes with him. Same. Because I, I think it would ruin what they've built with Adam Cole. You know, I'm to the point, and I don't know how you feel, Renee or Remy, but here's where I'm at with the whole damn situation with Adam Cole. Adam Cole is one of the, if not the, to me, the best wrestler physically, mentally, and in the way he moves. In the world, there's not there's not a doubt about that. But I'm just I was here's what happens. I'm at the starting line. I'm waiting for Vince to pull the trigger. I'm I'm ready for this. And it's like now he's gotten beat. He's gotten you know it's it, regardless of this match. When are we going to call him up? Because now I think that that time window, even though it's Adam Cole, I think we already passed that excitement level. I think it was now it's going to turn into. Oh, well, that's cool. We knew that was coming instead of, wow, Adam Cole already showed up with the Undisputed Era. Now I don't even care if they come up with them. I really don't. I would rather – I just I, – I'd rather it been a year ago whenever they pulled the trigger the first time and then they said, oh, maybe not, and they got gun shy. 
Well, you know what, guys? As excited as I am to talk about to, to you guys about NXT, which is my favorite personal wrestling promotion, we have to start closing out tonight's show. And Remy, you're here, and we're going to take advantage of it. And how appropriate is it that tonight you're going to be competing against Drake Lee in the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge? That I am is, undefeated. You got the gusto to do so. Sir, I am undefeated. Renee, I think you know I've never Are turned down a challenge, so I don't know why you even ask. Oh, I like it. All right. Intern Timmy is no longer here. Goodbye, Intern Timmy. We actually got a guy that knows how to hit the drops at the right time. Hardcore Hawks, you know what to do, baby. It's time for this week's installment of the world-famous WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Hit the music. Welcome, 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 members of the Wrestle Talk Podcast family to tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Game Show Challenge. By the way, so sorry for those of you guys that were waiting for the Honey Badger of Wrestling, Neil Diamond Cutter. We're going to get a hold of him and try to figure out what happened and reschedule. Okay? But the show must go on. And tonight, we've got our buddy Jeremy hailing from the great state of Missouri, taking on the voice of Dynamo Pro Wrestling, the one and only Drake Lee in a little bit of a trivia challenge. So in a few moments, I'm going to be asking you guys three questions entitled The Land of Lincoln. And this trivia challenge will give you information about three famous professional wrestlers who hail from the state of Illinois, which is close to both of you guys. When you think you know who I'm talking about, please shout out your answer the first person to win two out of three falls will win tonight's contest. Do you gentlemen understand the rules? Yep. Drake? Uh, 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 let me just be quick. First of all, do you think I, I'm on Wikipedia 24-7 to figure out where people are from? Probably. Probably. <laughs> Who's this guy? Does he know who I am? Yeah, uh, but here's the question. I'm, I'm not, or, well, not question, but do you think I'm scared of you? Let's just get these questions rolling. Woo! I cannot wait to just annihilate oh, this. I, I, this is going to be my favorite <laughs> win. I haven't lost yet, and I am going to be dancing on his tears by the end of this. All right, guys. Well, we're going to give you just a couple of moments to get ready about one minute to get yourselves ready for this trivia challenge. And while you guys wait, I want to encourage everybody to go out and support all of our wonderful sponsors. Once again, while we're gone for this next minute, go give I-70 Sports Media a like, Rat Bums Engraving a like, Royal Mills Transportation, The Conspiracy Farm, it's me speaking to you, and Sports Bar KC. We'll be back in one minute for tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Game Show Challenge. 
our caller tonight, Jeremy, hailing from the great state of Missouri. Gentlemen, let's get right into it. Question number one. This late, famous, professional wrestling manager starting his career, I'm sorry, started his career as a professional wrestler in 1961. After after deciding to become a manager, this man managed such wrestlers as Vic Bockwinkle, Ray the Crippler Stevens, Haku, Ravishing Rick Rude, and Andre the Giant. Bobby Heenan. Oh, God damn it. Bobby Heenan is correct. Drake Lee, you officially have taken the lead. It's not a surprise. Next question. Very well done, my friend. Very, very well done. Thank you. Question number two. This professional wrestler hails from Chicago, Illinois. He spent time in NXT and in WWE. He is also a former NXT Tag Team Champion. This man is known for his acting skills, his singing voice, and later his announcing skills in 205 Live. Please name him. He was also part of the tag team, the Vaud Villains. Adrian, um, um, it's Vicky Guerrero's son-in-law. That's him, but what's his name? He is married to Shao Guerrero, correct. You you have that right, uh, uh, Jeremy. I, I can't, God dang it. remember his first name. Aiden English. God dang it. English is correct. Drake Lee, you have now scored two falls to one and have won tonight's matchup. Well, listen, it's okay, Remy Ricks, a.k.a. everybody, Jeremy from Missouri. No, the the challenge is not open. Save your damn victory speech. Okay. Save your victory speech. Because Mr. Missouri, my man that reps so hard. Our buddy Jeremy has an opportunity to not be swept. And here is the last question. This professional wrestler may have been raised in San Diego, California, but he always talks about being born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. In addition to being a five-time NWA world champion, this man can be quite often seen on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown as an official. Please name him. Oh, I have no clue. It's not Little Nate, is it? No, not Little Nate. That's who I was thinking. Oh, is it Adam Pierce? Scrap Iron, Adam Pierce is correct. Drake Lee... You have completed That's the that tonight. Wonderful! I, I've done it Good every job. time. Just, what do I tell you? Perfection. 
and things like that. And, and, and in all reality, too, let's be honest, we have to keep each other safe. So um, we're yeah. adhering to those at Dynamo. Um, IWAP um, is a different story. They're able to run. They have outside shows. And uh, I actually have one coming up the 26th of September. I won't be announcing that one, Renee. Breaking damn news. I won't be commentating it. I went up there twice. I was interrupted by a buffoon and a poncho. Okay? A buffoon and a poncho. They call him El Magnifico. Everyone loves him up there. He's like, he's He's like Jericho. I mean, everyone just appreciates him, and I just can't stand him. And it just shows the IQ level in Mount Vernon. And I won't get into that too much anymore. But I'm well, going wait, up Drake, there. Drake. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, what did you say his name was again? Magnifico. Okay. Well, <laughs> believe it or not, I've been kind of sitting on this email that came through to the Wrestle Talk podcast at uh, at gmail dot com, and there's like a little voice attached to it, and it says, be sure to play this for my buddy Drake. So, at the risk of playing something that could potentially get us in trouble, let's go ahead and hit it. Oh, God. That just makes me want to hit him in the face even more now. I mean, I, I that. I mean, this is Renee. I, I'm a very dapper individual in both my intellectual properties, my vocabulary, my looks, and my success. But let, let's be quite honest here. I am so annoyed when JD. Wait, wait, let me talk, let me tell you something, Renee. When, when Jimmy Lafleur tried to insult me with this hairspray that looked like it came from Dollar Tree's clearance bin, I was frustrated. Okay. I wasn't mad. I was frustrated. I am getting very, very, very upset right now because why am I, a man of my caliber, dealing with Magnifico? And in September 26th, Renee, I'm just telling you, (laughs) it's going to be a show. I believe you because our buddies at IWA always put on a great one. That said, Drake, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to being here. The check is absolutely in the mail. Thank you. And I will say this as well. FWWC, you're freaking awesome. We love you. Thank you for filling in. Uh, Neil Diamond Cutter, uh, we hope to hear from you very soon so we can reschedule. And wow, 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 Mike Herman of uh, Retromania Wrestling. I just cannot wait for the game to come out. I try to see if I can put Enable myself an autograph on the game from the creator. We'll see if that happens. Also, that was posted. bad. And then, uh, of course, last but not least, guys, we are giving away this uh, Zack Ryder autographed picture. Uh, you guys probably know him now as Mark Cordana. Uh, but we're going to be giving this away courtesy of our buddy uh, Cody, a.k.a. the KOB. So the, the Wrestle Talk podcast is the show that keeps on giving because the WrestleTalk family has given so much to us. Drake, thank you. Everybody, thank you. Uh, I cannot tell you how grateful we are and so happy we are to be back. We will be back next week for episode 313 of the WrestleTalk podcast. Drake, any final thoughts before we go off the air? You know, this doesn't happen very often, but I will thank you tonight. It was fun. Guys, it was a pleasure, even though the pleasure was mostly all yours. Some of it was mine. And uh, I can't wait to be back with you guys.
never drew a dime. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Not so a dime. And, Not uh, a dime. Buy shirt. Oh, say, say that again. Oh, I just said go go buy some of my my stuff. I need you know I like money. Drake Lee on all social media platforms. Thank you so much to our audio engineer, Hardcore Hoss. Bro, you worked your ass off. We love you so much. Shout out to Skywalker Roberts for helping coordinate the interviews. Josie, we will see you next week. Hoss, you know what to do, baby. Hit them jams so we can close out episode 312 of the WrestleTalk podcast. Peace. Check it out. There's one thing I've always done is that I've always remained to stay who I am. I am CBD and I represent the SP. Something you can definitely smoke to in my past. Hope I did nothing to provoke you. I know